PM board bombs. Now, here's doctors Iltafat Hussein and Blake Briggs. Welcome back to another EM Board Bombs podcast, where board studying is a bit different than typical places. I'm Mutafat Hussein. I'm joined by Dr. Blake Briggs. So for each 10-minute episode that we do, you gain some high-yield board knowledge. We like to say, come for the stems, stay for the content. Please subscribe for free updates and episodes, as well as printed handouts on topics that we have on our website at emboardbombs.com. Feel free to leave some comments and some five-star reviews as well if you enjoy the podcast. Hey, Dr. Briggs, are you ready for the next topic? I just watered all my plants in my apartment, and I think I'm just ready to go here. I have nothing else to do. You you do not have plants in your apartment. Do I you may, seriously have plants in your I, apartment? I do have That's one plant. Amazing. I do have one plant, and it's not doing so hot. With that residency schedule, I don't think so. Moving on. So this next topic here is an interesting one. The STEM. A 58-year-old survivalist is patrolling his property when he decided to take a lunch break for his MRE, which he packed in his bunker. He recently purchased the fully furnished bunker in the Mojave Desert after he was watching <laughs> YouTube videos of Alex Jones yelling on his Drudge Report sponsored InfoWars show. Apparently, it's still up on YouTube is what I hear. There's a lot, lot, of, uh, lot of names there. I know. A lot of interesting names A lot there. of proper nouns. He, I know. He is also a frequent reader of Drudge Report and participates actively on commenting on their linked sites. After sitting down on his lunch break to type another comment onto another blog, he states he was bitten by a snake. Hmm. He does not recall what it looked like. He arrives to your ED via Ranger Patrol with stable vital signs. Redness and swelling are present at that particular site. Which of the following is true? A, dosing of immune fab is the same as in adults as in children. B, the immune fab used has a significant risk of anaphylaxis. C, prophylactic antibiotics are indicated upon discharge. D, immune fab has no effect on coral snake envenomation. E, envenomation is relatively uncommon than dry bites. What is the correct answer, Dr. Briggs? Correct answer here is going to be the letter alpha A, for those of you that don't speak Greek. Dosing it's of immune the fat. same? It's the same what? <laughs> no, right? I'm bilingual. So dosing <laughs> of immune fab is the same as in adults as in children. That is something that I learned when I was preparing for this little lesson today. I don't know about you. So let's go forward with this. The problem was one mistake I made when preparing for this talk is I accidentally looked up all the guidelines for snake bites in Australia. Not what? I know, right? Which, let me just tell you, are much more involved because everything in Australia found out wants to kill you. Yeah, and it's more serious there. It's more serious. Definitely more serious. Right? You know, <laughs> I just think of Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So in the U.S., let's focus just on the U.S. So we have two major types of snake categories, especially for boards, the Eloptidae and Crotalinae. Right. So they just I changed mean, it recently, too. It used to be Crotalidinae or something like that. Yeah. And they said they made a big change. You know how science does that. The biologists like, want to change the name of an animal or like species by like two letters. 
Right, right. And I think it's probably get some more papers out of that. Get some more papers. <laughs> exactly right. So, <laughs> Crotalidae. These are made up of rattlesnakes, which are the most dangerous out of these category. Copperheads and cottonmouths. So you know the way I remember this category, Doctor Hussein. What? I literally just thought of it right now. If you look at that rattle, copper, and cotton, those are all like mm. items in a house. Ah, yes, yes. Things that are related to babies as well. Yeah, but you don't want your baby getting around these snakes. So, no, that would be not optimal. So, that's just really helpful because the Eloptidae, which are the other snake category, those are are really made up of coral snakes. You don't have coral in your house, Dr. Hussain. Do you have coral in your house? I don't think so. Okay. I do not think so. No streams or anything like that. You don't have like a private coral reef in your backyard? No, 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 not anymore. (laughs) 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 That lane was under development. Yeah, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> the, in Australia, um, people do have coral reefs as their backyard, I think. <clears throat> Cordelinae are going to be rattlesnakes, the most dangerous of this category, followed by copperheads and um, cottonmouths. The venom effects of the Cordelinae, and this is, this, is, this is a board bomb, local inflammation which progresses to DIC and possibly angioedema. Shock is extremely rare, but is definitely the most feared complication of these rattlesnake and other associated snake bites. Shock will be like less than 10% of all cases. So what you don't do at the scene, no tourniquets, no ice packs, no sucking the venom out of wounds, a pressure bandage and mobilization, the PBIs are called for short, PBIs. This is the best method to use if it's less than four hours after a bite. More or less, it's like wrapping a very tight kind of ace wrap splint, and then you remove that PBI when half of the antidote has been given, if you choose to give the antidote. Okay, so when they get to the ED, snake bite people should have general kind of DIC labs. They should obviously get a CBC, CMP, they should get coags like an INR, PTT, because that can obviously display alterations if this venom becomes systemic. You need to get fibrinogen, D-dimer. That may show something called VICC, also called VIC. Venom induced, VIC. (laughs) Venom induced, consumptive coagulopathy. Basically, it's DIC for snakes. (laughs) So CK for rhabdo is another thing you'd get to. You want to evaluate for muscle tissue degradation. So we're good with that. The work was pretty straightforward. You're going to evaluate for envenomation. So interesting enough, 25% of bites are dry bites with no venom. So when you have inflammation in that area and it's progressively getting worse, so the patient says, yeah, this is definitely like, you know, expanded from this area since initially when I got bit, that suggests venom delivery. So let's quickly go through these mild, moderate, severe inflammation categories. So the mild inflammation would be, you know, just local swelling and pain and bruising at the site. There's definitely no systemic effects, no coagulopathies. These people we observe, um, this is the classic snake bite OBS protocol pathway we have at our hospital at least, where they'll go upstairs in the holding unit, we keep an eye on them, we keep doing serial checks, on their extremity or wherever they got bit. And if there's any sign that it's worsening, then they discuss giving the um, antidote, which we'll talk about in a second. Moderate inflammation would be everything we just said, right? Swelling, pain, bruising, possible development of systemic symptoms, um, either some lab abnormalities or maybe a coagulation um, uh, defect. And then the symptoms we just described are less than 50 centimeters from the bite. That inflammation and swelling has spread less than 50 centimeters. 50 centimeters sounds like a lot for me. Like, if I saw that, I'm like, okay, he's getting an antidote. We're done. <laughs> like, I don't, 50 centimeters <laughs> seems like a lot to me. I wouldn't, like, just yeah. say that. Yeah. So severe, though, is more than 50 centimeters. This is, like, the 
uh, sphincter tightening, as Dr. Hussein likes to say, moments. If you have severe inflammation, these are the areas that is a high risk for that 10% category of developing shock, you know, coagulopathy, very bad systemic signs. So it's greater than 50 centimeters. You would give Crofab. Crofab is our crotaline polyvalent immunofab, which is Crofab. 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 Coming to a hospital near you. <laughs> For half the price, which means it's like $10,000 less. Just kidding. Just, <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> you better have insurance. So. <laughs> oh, I forgot. What? We are sponsored by CroFab, by the way. <laughs> we are sponsored. Full disclosure, uh, CroFab does sponsor us. And yeah. so you would recommend. No, I'm just joking. Just joking. <laughs> so for Crotalin A, we have CroFab. The Crotalin A polyvalent immunofab. Five yeah. to 6% risk when you give CroFab of anaphylaxis. It used to be a lot higher, but now it's a different type of formulation doesn't really cause anymore. So you get four to six vials mixed in 250 cc of saline and it's infused over one hour. If no symptoms are controlled, you just redose it. And that's how you do it. It's not that scientific actually. It's not based on weight. It's based on the venom intoxication. Four to six vials is kind of the initial, just start with that. It's septed rain. Very low risk of anaphylaxis. That was choice B. And then we were talking about also prophylactic antibiotics when they leave. That was a choice C. No prophylactic antibiotics are needed. There's less than 3% risk of infection. The elaptidae. The elaptidae are mainly made up of coral snakes. Do you know how you remember these, Dr. Hussein, in your Boy Scout days? Because you, you were definitely a Boy Scout, weren't you? Oh, yes. I was... Um, You're the classic Boy Scout. Yes, I was the classic. Yeah, when I came here from India, yes, I was the classic Boy Scout. My parents enrolled me right away. <laughs> you want to become more American? You've joined the Boy Scouts. Join the Boy Scouts. It's red on yellow, kill a fellow, red on blacks, a friendly jack. Yeah. Did you, like, swing your arm in, like, a swell motion? When you said that, because that sounds like... <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's so swell, funny. Dr. Hussein. I definitely, I definitely was not a Boy Scout. <laughs> Jolly good, sir. Jolly good. So the elopidae, do you know what the differences between those symptoms are and the, the crotalin AR? No, tell me. Is it something to do with, uh, I don't know, neurotoxicity? That might be it. I was actually going to say toxicity of the neurosystem. Ah, I like it. I know. Gotcha. So... <laughs> Crotalin A causes like DIC kind of labs, as we just mentioned, right? So soft tissue, muscle, and they're pretty immediate, right? We were just saying how they come in, usually within 8 to 12 hours. If nothing happens, they can go home. These guys are almost guaranteed to have neurotoxicity. So I would say this venom is irreversible muscle paralysis. It's actually just like Botox, interesting enough. It's a delayed presentation because it takes time to enter those nerve cells, and it causes very minimal skin and soft tissue symptoms. It blocks acetylcholine. Remember that thing? Just like Botox, Ugh. and it causes descending muscle paralysis. So it actually looks literally just like botulism. Descending muscle paralysis is set without the constipation. And it's a snake and not a <laughs> not a can of beans. So <laughs> Yes. Very different. <laughs> yeah. So Dr. Hussein, this is pretty interesting dilemma. If you have all these minimal skin soft tissue symptoms, but the the obviously the complications are so severe, it's irreversible muscle paralysis. Therefore, it's important that these patients do get some type of immune fab. Now, it's not crofab, and the whole discussion about what immune fab to give, because there's a debate right now about the supply of the coral snake venom fab, but on boards, they can absolutely get some. That's why choice D is wrong. Patients with coral snake envenomations can get immune fab. These patients are at high risk for airway breathing issues. So these people also need like a NIF, they need an FVC if you can, and respiratory status needs to be monitored closely. So the way 
that you really need to know this question when it comes to boards is going to be that differentiation, right? Mm -hmm. So if you see coral snake mentioned, you should be thinking that this patient's going to need fat. Very rarely are they going to say, oh, that patient needs to be observed. Or if they present a snake bite and they say, yes, it was a snake bite, it was witnessed, and now the patient's having neurosymptoms, you should be thinking along that coral snake type of pathway. And again, giving fab sooner than later. Now, the other types of snakes that we were talking about before, these are the rattlesnakes, the copperheads, the cottonmouths. Those are the ones where, again, you're thinking more DIC, you're thinking, hey, let's observe this patient. You have a little time to give crow fab. Again, we tell you what you need to know for the boards. And when it comes to the boards, that's where those stems are going to really differentiate and what they're going to be pushing you to do. Correct? Absolutely. I think most important for the boards is, I just looked up, do you know what uh, elaptidae means in Greek? It's also Greek. It's a good thing I speak Greek. I just don't know snake words that well. Then tell never, me. You'll never guess it. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It means like sea fish. What? I don't know. I'm kind of upset about it. It, didn't, it kind of disappointed me. I'd hope it'd be like neuro. <laughs> right? Like, All that buildup. Yeah. Like it causes like neurotoxin and it's kind of disappointing. It's a sea fish. How disappointed would you be if you're kind of a, a badass animal that can bring down an apex predator? And your name is Seafish. Yeah. I mean, that just, I feel like that's a disrespect. It's it disrespect. Is. And then meanwhile, Crotalinae, their, their, their Greek name is Crotalin, which means pit viper. That's a lot more awesome. Anyway, yeah. so I think that's I, all. I, I, I mean, I'm kind of just, I'm so disappointed. I just want to, I just want to, I just want to finish the podcast. I'm kind of done with it. So <laughs> that just ruined it. It's a good thing I didn't <laughs> learn that before or else I wouldn't have signed on to do this thing. So let me, let me summarize this. Summarize. So crotalinae are rattlesnakes, copperheads, cottonmouths. Their venom effects include soft tissue muscle effects, kind of like a compartment syndrome picture with local inflammation that progresses to possible angioedema, but most concerning is DIC. You evaluate for envenomation. 25% of bites have no venom in them. So you're going to observe if it's mild to no inflammation for 8 to 12 hours, and you don't give them crofab. If any concern for moderate or severe envenomation, you give them crofab in that case. You get four to six vials mixed in 250 cc saline, and you infuse over one hour. If that doesn't work, you do it again, and you do it again. You keep going. These people, if they have any signs of compartment syndrome, they do not get fasciotomies. This is the one time do you don't not get fasciotomies. Get fasciotomies. Yeah, do exactly not right. get fasciotomies. That's another board bomb. You will be giving just vials of crofab, and hopefully that will be getting better. No prophylactic antibiotics are needed, though. There's a less than 3% risk of infection, so that's good. With all the other bad stuff going on, at least you don't have to worry about, like, you know, staff getting involved, joining the party. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I'll jump in, too. So, <laughs> Aloptidae, which means sea fish, because they suck. These are coral snakes. The big thing with these guys is a very delayed um, neurotoxin um, effects, blocking acetylcholine, causing descending muscle paralysis, very minimal skin and soft tissue symptoms. They always need airway and breathing evaluation with close observation, including NIF and FBC. Wow, that was like one of the best summaries I ever did. What do you think about that? I was like in a determined kind of irritated mood because of the sea fish. <laughs> you really, you know, you can't let that hold you down, right? It's like the one patient who might bring you down a little bit. Don't let it get to you, Blake. Don't let it get to you. I think my first patient ever in residency was a patient who had like needed a refill on their Dilaudid. And I was like, this is, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I picked this program and I'm glad I picked emergency medicine. But then my next oh. patient needed to be intubated. So we're all good. Oh, jeez. Anyway, well, this sure. has been a great topic. I'm glad we, I'm glad, sorry I didn't mean to cut you off there. I'm just ready to, ready to go get lunch. Yeah, let's go. Let's so, wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. So there you have it. Another boar bomb has been delivered. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and our website, emboardbombs.com, and uh, drop us a rating and review on iTunes. We appreciate it. Thanks so much. Have a good one. We're out.